You're listening to audio from First Christian Church. To find out more about us or to donate to our ministries, visit firstabq.org. Good morning, everyone. I ask that you please stay standing for the reading of God's Word. I wanted to catch you before you all sat down. Our reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means... God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations from her, with her until she had borne a son and named him Jesus. The word of the Lord. You may be seated now. So Mary and Joseph knew a thing or two about being inconvenienced. And now all of you get to share in that same idea of being inconvenienced. Because I'm sure most of you expected to see Brady up here this morning. I expected to see Brady up here this morning. And I'm also gonna break like the number one rule that they told me in any like speech or public speaking class I ever took, which was to never tell people when you're unprepared to speak. But Brady was supposed to be up here this morning. He's feeling very under the weather. And so he asked me uh, last night to come up here and preach, which I am thankful for the opportunity to do and hope that you can not be as inconvenienced so much by my presence up here. But I'm thankful that we are here all together. Prayers for Brady, um, for his recovery, uh, especially leading up into Christmas and everything like that. So I'm glad that we are here together today. And so now we have a tangible idea of what it's like to be inconvenienced, which I'm sure none of you had beforehand, right? But if you're anything like me, you do know what it's like to be inconvenienced, sometimes even by little tiny things. So I really do. I get frustrated at small things like if I don't make the light when I thought that I was going to because someone in front of me was driving too slow or they weren't paying attention to the left-hand turn lane and I didn't make to get to make the green arrow left turn. Stuff like that. It's, they're really small things, right? But they're inconveniences and they're frustrating sometimes. Now, there's definitely a scale for inconveniences and I think that Mary and Joseph were at the other end of the scale of a lot more important issues. Because they had a plan, much like a lot of us do with our lives. We have a plan of how we think things are going to go. We have an intention. We have the, the way that we think things are going to go. We have our uh, plans laid out. Let me ask you guys this. How many of you are like meticulous planners? You can raise your hand. You don't have to be ashamed. It's, you know, that you want to, if it's on 
you know, any random Tuesday or on a family vacation or anything like that, that you're going to have an itinerary, an agenda, you guys are going to have things planned to a T, right? I'm sure there's some of you out here like that, right? And that's, it's nice that you feel that comfort and have that, you know, that you want things to be a certain way, right? And some of you, right, that you could not care less what happens on any given day. That's probably a little bit of an underestimation, right? But you just want to go with the flow. You don't want to have things planned too much or too meticulously, right? You kind of just want to, you know, see where things go, right? Neither one of those things is a terrible thing. But the reality is that we do all have some type of plan, some type of direction where our life is going, right? Mary and Joseph are no exception. They had a plan of how their dating life was going to go, of how their engagement was going to go, of how their marriage was going to go, and probably even their parenthood was going to go. But this instance of Mary bearing a child, not of her own or of Joseph's, but being having a child of the Holy Spirit, conceived of the Holy Spirit, I don't think that was in her plan, right? I don't think she planned for that to happen. And I know for sure Joseph didn't plan for that to happen, right? Joseph did not plan to come home one day to find Mary pregnant. That would have thrown a wrench in a lot of their plans. And it did. To come home, Joseph, come home to find Mary pregnant. That, he's like, okay, I gotta make several adjustments here but the way that he went about it was like okay let's which is honestly how i try and handle a lot of these inconveniences in my life right to where i want to just kind of sweep it under the rug i kind of just want to get it out of the way and get it handled with as quickly as possible so i can get back onto the track that i was originally on right we can't we just want to handle it get it to go away okay cool and that was joseph's plan and he did it in a good way he didn't said didn't want to publicly shame mary didn't want to oust her for cheating on him which is what he assumed had happened anything like that said okay we're just going to handle this quietly we're going to get it going so joseph could get on with his life right because now he's would be newly single um and is just trying to get on with his life right try to sweep it under the rug try to get it over with which is what i try and do with a lot of my inconveniences but that's not what God intended to happen, which is also what happens with a lot of our inconveniences. God doesn't use these things to just kind of bump us off track for a minute so we can get right back on the track that we were on. Because the reality is that the path and the plans that God has for us is going to be different than the plans that we have for ourselves. Now, there is a path that God wants us on and wants us to be on in terms of how we live our lives, how we do these things, but the plans for our lives are going to be different than all the things that we've meticulously planned out for ourselves. And so the question is, what happens when these things do inconvenience us? What happens when we are bumped off the path? Are we just going to, okay, brush it under the rug, okay, get right back on track? I don't think that's what we should be doing. I don't think that's what God is using these things for. God is using these inconveniences as an opportunity to show us something different. God uses this as an opportunity to show Mary and Joseph something different and open up a whole new realm of possibilities for them. I don't think that they plan to be um, I don't think that Mary planned to be pregnant out of wedlock, to have a child before her and Joseph got married. Joseph didn't plan that either. And they definitely didn't plan to be raising the Son of God in their house either. 
Because I don't know about you, but that seems like a pretty daunting task. To say, okay, you know, you might have had, you know, you might have wanted to have a boy and a girl and, you know, have a nice little, you know, family, maybe a year or two in a marriage, anything like that. Uh, God said, no, you're actually going to get, get pregnant before you get married. Don't worry, it's going to be with the, the Holy Spirit's going to impregnate Mary and it's going to be, that's where it's going to be conceived. Um, and then you're going to have, you know, this baby and everything before you're married, before you're ready to have kids, probably, and this is also the savior of all humankind. Like I said, this is at the further end of that inconvenient scale that I was talking about, but this is how it happened. This is what God entrusted with Mary and Joseph, which is good news for us. Because Mary and Joseph weren't perfect. It says that, you know, Joseph was a righteous and good man. Joseph was not perfect. Mary was not perfect. We are not perfect. But God still entrusts us with these inconveniences. Not to make us frustrated or mad, but to see things in a different way and to give us hope that we don't have to have the perfectly crafted plan in place for our lives to be fruitful and for us to serve God. That is really good news for us. It might not have been as good news for Mary and Joseph in the moment, but they dealt with it gracefully. And that is what we get to celebrate. Is this whole season that we're in right now, leading up to Christmas, right? We're a week away from Christmas. And we'll do another show of hands. How many of you, how many of you feel stressed out during holiday planning, Christmas shopping, Christmas parties, all that it may be traveling, stuff like that? Some of you, maybe a little bit. Some of you, definitely. I know that I feel stressed out about this stuff. Like, I really like, you know, Christmas shopping and all this stuff. But it's a lot of, you know, added time and stuff like that that you have to meet people or go to things or make food for it, right? There's a lot of different things. Maybe, like, school activities that you have all sorts of different parties for every single different club or activity that you're involved in, right? Um, is this is really, like, it's a stressful time of year, Right? Hopefully you're not too stressed out. Hopefully you're not under, you know, too much. But it is a stressful time. You're trying to figure everything out, get all the presents bought and wrapped and getting everything figured out, maybe for travel plans, you know, holiday plans, all these different things, right? And so we want things to go as smoothly as possible. At least speaking from personal experience, I want things to go as smooth as possible. And so in my grand wisdom of how things are going to go smooth, I decided to go to the mall on Friday afternoon instead of Saturday. I said, oh yeah, Friday is going to be a breeze. It was like Friday at like 3.30. I was like, this is going to be a breeze. There's not going to be that many people there, right? Because it's not Saturday or Sunday when people are, that's when I assume most people would be doing their Christmas shopping and everything. So I said, yeah, Friday afternoon is great. That was one of the unsmartest things I've ever thought in my life. That I thought that that was going to go smoothly, because some of you are probably shaking your heads too when I said that, that I thought it was going to go smoothly. Um, it didn't. I thought it was going to be like a 15-minute you know, trip in and out, grab the stuff I needed, good. I had one more present to buy. It was, I wasn't doing all my Christmas. I had one more present I had to buy, and was like, good, I know exactly the store I'm going to. It's the only one I'm going to. thought it was going to be like a 10 or 15-minute trip. The reality is that it took me at least that long to find a parking spot. 
which was like, that was an inconvenience and a frustration. Every time that you know you're driving along the parking lot and you think that you have a spot, you're like, oh yes, great. And when you pull up, it's actually just like a smaller car that's like in between like two bigger SUVs or trucks or something like that that you can't see. And you're like, okay, great. I gotta keep finding another parking spot, right? So finally get a parking spot, get in, and the store that I was going into, there was a line, like at least like 20 people in line to go in the store that I wanted to go into. No. Good question, though. It took me at least, it took me probably double the time that I thought the whole trip was going to take to find parking and to get like into the actual store to buy the present I was looking for. Whole time I was like, oh, this is, this is dumb. Should have done this earlier. Should have, you know, not waited, anything like that. But the moral of the story is that everything worked out fine. It wasn't as much of an inconvenience as I thought it was going to be. But it's, it's ironic, I think, that we want things to go as smoothly during this time of year that we possibly can. When the reason we're celebrating this season was because of such an inconvenience that happened. An inconvenience that completely blew up everything that Mary and Joseph had planned. With their marriage, with their parenthood, and then would go on to blow up everything about the way the apostles lived, about all these disciples that followed Jesus around, all these people that Jesus came in contact with, completely screwed up every single plan that they had ever made for how things were going to go. So I'm sure John and Peter, the apostles, had very different ideas of how their life were going to go. And then they encountered Jesus. The same thing can be said for Mary and Joseph. They assumed things were going to go one way. They had things planned out one way, and it went completely different. And that is great news. It went completely different in the best way possible. Because I can't think of a better thing to say to people then, oh yeah, we're the parents of Jesus, right? That's got to be like a really good like talking point at Christmas parties and stuff. But, but the reality is that their lives were completely thrown off and completely changed forever because of what God wanted to do in their lives. And that is really good news. It's really good news for us. Because you probably have a plan. You probably have a direction in your life that you're going, that you want to go in. And that's great. But God is going to bump you off of that path in some way or another. And some of the like might be a little bit different depending on, sometimes it's just a little nudge in a different direction. Sometimes, in my case, it's more like being yanked in a different direction. And that's okay. And the good news and the hope that we have in God is that we can lean into those changes. We don't have to resist them. We don't have to push back and say, but no, I really want to be on this plan. Because we probably do. We probably want to follow through with our plans. But God, if God is nudging us in a different direction, we can have faith and trust that we can lean into that and that is going to be something good. It is going to be something good for us it's going to be something good for the people that we are around, the communities that we are in, the people that we interact with. It's going to be good for all of us because it's something that God has laid out for us. It's something that God has called us to. We can have the faith and the trust in knowing that these are going to be good things. No matter how frustrating or scary they might be in the moment. 
but we can lean into those little nudges that God is giving us. We can lean into those inconveniences that we might see as frustrating or maddening, or sometimes they're just awful things. We can lean into them and say, okay, God, I might not like this in the moment, but I'm going to trust what you have for me. I'm going to trust what you're doing with my life. I'm going to trust what, you're do, what you have done in people's lives, what you are doing in everybody's lives, and what you're going to continue to do in people's lives. Because the refrain that the angel said to Joseph that we should keep in mind is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to lean into the things that God is doing. Do not be afraid to lean into your trust of God and the hope that we have in God. Although it might be a little bit different than we originally planned. That's what we get to celebrate this season. Going into Christmas, this fourth Sunday of Advent, that's what we get to celebrate is the hope that we have in Christ. That we don't have to be perfect. That we don't have to have the perfect plan for how our lives should go. Because God already has that handled and we get to just trust in God's process. We get to trust in what God is nudging, sometimes shoving, sometimes pulling us into. And that's okay. Not seeing things as inconveniences, but seeing them as opportunities to live into the blessings that God has for us. That is good news, and that is what we are celebrating. Because I'm sure if you asked Mary and Joseph, even this many, you know, 2,000 years later, if you asked them, would you do it all again? It wouldn't even be a hesitation. Say, absolutely. Absolutely, we would go through all this. Absolutely, we would go through these things. This, in the moment, must have been, like I said, frightening, frustrating, scary. In the moment, would have been not great feelings to have. But later on down the road, understanding what a blessing it was that they were raising the Son of God. Sometimes even not knowing what that was going to entail. Like making a journey and then going to come back home and realizing they forgot their son in the temple who was listening and talking with all the teachers in the temple. Not knowing how, why in the world would any kid want to do that. Right? I'm sure that was not a parenting thing they were equipped for, but it's something they learned to understand that was part of something greater. That we get to be part of something greater than we can imagine on our own. And all God, asking for, God is asking for is that trust. That trust to say, you know, I have one step for you. And to take that step without knowing the 10 or 15 steps that are going to come after that. That is what God is calling us to do. That is what God called Mary and Joseph to do. And that is the good news that we have, that we can have hope in faith in Jesus that those things are going to be good things. That is the promise that was made to Mary and Joseph that we also get to lean into. Will you guys pray with me? God, we are thankful for this time together. We are thankful for all of the opportunities that you have blessed us with. And just pray that we can continue to not try and fully understand you, God, but to just trust you and trust that you know what is best for us, what is going to be fruitful, and just how we can serve you, God. We want to serve you, to trust in you, and to know that what you have for us is good.
We're thankful for all of these opportunities. We're thankful for who you are. We're thankful for this community of people who are trusting you to serve you and to do what you see as fit. God, we're thankful for all of these things. Most importantly, we're thankful for your son. It's in his holy name we pray all this. Amen.